Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, and Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, here we are. Game two in the books. Kind of went the way many people thought it might go, except for Bobby, who's in Brooklyn in right books, now. All right. He was still I mean, expect, expecting well, a win. He didn't know it was going to be a blog. At least one, right? Yeah, I bet like I bet like two grand tonight on this one. I wanted nice. to. I, I wanted to. I, I I've never been more certain about anything. <laughs> yeah, right. As wow. I was about about this game, um, going the way it did, and it was it was over so early. Like I don't even. Yeah. After the first time out, they were down six, and I was like, I texted you guys. I was like, it's over. Even though like the score wasn't dictating that. But it was just the way the Nets were moving the ball on offense early on. They were getting down in transition. The Celtics were kind of lagging behind. And when um, their role players were starting to hit those shots, it was just like, that's it. I mean, they're, they're hard enough to beat just the, you know, the three-headed monster. But when you start adding, like, Harris and, and Green and those guys, I mean, just, you know, that's it. You know, that, there's nothing you can do. So the Celtics needed to be – you know, 125% of who they really are in order to compete. And they were like 70% of what they are. Yeah. yeah. I, remember when we I mean, this thing. John said it, and we all agreed like simultaneously about if Joe Harris catches fire against this vulnerable Celtics team, look out. And we went, what, five, 10 seconds into this one before he started going off in that opening, yeah. that opening quarter. He was the guy. I mean, 14 points in the first quarter. That's exactly what we were talking about. That's all it takes. Someone like that goes off. And two of those big three, you know, the trio, they're going to go off as well. They're going to follow his lead. They're going to get easier shots. They're going to get easier looks to the lane. And it was just a downhill battle, or I should say a downhill slaughter from the beginning. Yeah, it was to no the battle. It wasn't a battle. <laughs> it was yeah, a it was battle a for like five minutes. And it was just like, yeah, there's just no way that they're going to compete in this game. 40 first quarter points. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like I, the defense was, was, was awful, really. I mean, and, and on the other side, I mean, the stat that everyone was talking about was the assist to turnover ratio, or should I say the turnover to assist ratio was like nine to one turnovers to assist at one point. Which hey, Jimmy, guess, guess like how many? Uh, guess, you want to guess how many assists the Celtics had in the first half? I looked. I think it was. We know four. it was seven, seven, seven. Oh, okay. I guess I looked too soon. 
Guess how many they had yeah, in the first quarter? Pathetic. One. One. Brooklyn yeah. already. Had, Brooklyn was already almost in double double figures already. One. Season. That 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 yeah. that um that tweet B Rob put out. I hadn't looked at the stats at that point. There was a point in the second quarter where the Celtics had one assist and nine turnovers. A one to nine yeah. assist to turnover ratio is bad. Um, I've been told. Um, yeah, it's it, not the rest of my limited are, my limited yeah. understanding of the game of basketball. That's bad. Yeah, maybe we can get B Rob on here to explain it a little bit further to us. Uh, you know why that was such a bad stat. <laughs> I feel like that's what high school coaches most of them go through. Like you know, every now and then they have a game like that. <laughs> yeah, this looks yeah. like that. This looks like one of those high school yeah. blowout games. I, I'm not gonna lie, high school yeah. blowout game, Star maybe like an AAU matchup. I, I can tell already the people checked out of this game, and you're right, Jimmy. We should have started this show in the second or third quarter. People checked out early. You know what, this, John? Yeah. Downfall of, of opening this opening this up early for people to join is that they were like, Yeah, I get it. I got everything off my chest, but whoever's in this chat room right now, like I'm out of here. <laughs> like yeah. like everyone like those people are in bed as they should be. And you know what? The other thing and I, I think self And we fans, should be too, and we're gonna do a short show and then we're gonna hop yeah. on locker room and whoever wants to yell can yell. But if like I said, I've I've said this before, if I they're not gonna try, things. why do we have to try? Okay. Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of outworking these guys. I need to get rest for more Memorial <laughs> Day weekend. I can't I can't be, you know, spending all my energy on this. But the other thing I said was if you've been following this it's team a long season. I'm tired, I'm tired season, of outworking these guys. Yeah, if you've been following you're this season, you, you're not you're, you're not disappointed tonight. You're not anything. You're just numb to it. You're like, you know what? Yeah, that that was a game. That was a game that I watched, <laughs> and that was, was a game that I've seen many times this season. So like, yeah. the text you sent that was funny. It was it was it was dead on. I've, I've lost my will to. to you're you're oh, like yeah, why yeah, you're yeah, yeah. like why so quiet? I was like yeah, I'm yeah. out. I'm yeah. out of stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm I was like trying to. I was like John. I'm like poking John with the stick and he's not moving. By the way, he's alive. He just has no will to. Done. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just got called out. You always say short show, and an hour later, you're here. You're right, Vinny. It's true. That's why. Did you hear what I said though? That's why I was like, I think I believe you this time. I believe you this time. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, if you if the if the if the room fills up and everybody's here and they want to join in, yeah, yeah, we'll 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 keep hanging. If 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 everybody quit, you know, and everybody's gone and done, I you know I. I don't even know where to begin here. I, I hate going through the same stuff over and over again. And I hate the low hanging fruit topics because it seems like that's the ones we're picking at. But with this team, sadly, that's the story. Like they're quitters. They quit. They don't a team that comes out and lets them lets the Nets do whatever they want and shoot a bunch of open threes and not get out on shooters and not attack the basket and not pass the ball and not take care of the ball is a team that freaking quit. It quit, okay? And again, I'm I'm looking at everyone was like I, I'm looking at the stars again, man. I mean, what are we doing stars. here? I didn't see no stars out there tonight. That's what I mean is you're you're like looking at that anyway. Looking yeah. at these guys, and you're wondering, okay, great, fine. Tatum got poked in the eye, so he's got an excuse. But he sucked. He sucked again. Yeah. Sucked. He didn't show LeBron up, man. LeBron got poked in the eye. He, he <laughs> someone, out. someone tweeted out something pretty funny to me. He goes, Tatum looked like he could almost fight it off for a second, but then he looked at the score and was just like, you know what? Maybe I should just milk this one, you know? That's, and he went back down. <laughs> that's so disappointing because, again, it's like – You thought knew, about it. Like, yeah. You knew you probably needed a what? You needed a – You needed yeah. a uh, – 
you needed a Tatum, you know, fifty pointer in to steal a game in this series, probably, right? Yeah, but did you ever feel that was going to happen yeah. in Brooklyn, though? Sure. I never got that feeling, especially no. after we saw, you know, the the intimidation factor in Game One. Look, people can say what they want about Jason Tatum as a player, and you know where his effort and his, and his mindset is at, but you can't say that when it comes to him against Durant, toe to toe, that he wasn't one. You know, obviously Durant dominated him, but at the same time, you just saw Tatum sort of. Yeah. take a step back you know it was almost as if like he was amazed by or at least he was overwhelmed by the greatness yeah, as of, long as they swap the jerseys, one-on-one matchup yeah. he's never been in this in this spot before yeah, at least not this tatum you know going up against the top top three top you know arguably the greatest score of all time yeah everybody trade jerseys at the end and we're fine you know um so <laughs> hey before right. the series well, started Durant. it's a different he's a different beast I didn't. I didn't notice, but I have a feeling they didn't. But before the series started, we were like, "Oh, the players are gonna like all be buddy buddy after the games." Like, there's no way the Celtics were like buddy buddy with anybody on the net. After I don't the know. Like, Let Let's bring in. I didn't want. Let's bring in our I mean, man Bobby. Gone, Bobby Manning is in Brooklyn, and he's here to talk about uh, Grant Williams' terrific defense on James Harden <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Oh, that came way too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were waiting for that was, all game. That was it. They didn't try anything different in this one, huh? I nope, mean, you saw nope, a little Peyton Pritchard out there. Yep. Yeah, you saw a little bit of Peyton Pritchard early, but in the end, it was only what uh, thirteen minutes. So just a couple minutes more than last game. Grant, you didn't see until that end that you're mentioning there. So roll the balls out, and that's it. We got a couple. Uh, Couple of players shooting out here right now. Looks like not not Celtics Nets, but you know that was just a disaster of a performance. What 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 more did you need? Um, like, I, I'm like not hanging the whole points. thing. I'm not hanging the whole thing on Tristan. But if the if game one showed you one thing, and if almost every person, and I know we teased Bobby over the Grant thing, but we did all. There was a, a pretty wide consensus that Tristan. Tristan bad, okay? Like this isn't a Tristan series, and I'm not hanging the whole thing on him. But he had a good but, start I mean, to the game tonight. He, he did. He had a couple bucks, but you've got the eye. Yeah, test. but it's almost it's it's almost like the Nets want him doing a lot. The, they yeah. want him on those boards. They want the ball in his hands, and you see what the stats that he's putting up. It's, it's empty empirical numbers. evidence. It's like it's not just the eye test, right? Uh, the 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 defensive rating with him on the floor is astronomical and the offensive rating is terrible for this team he's there they are horrible with him on the floor right now and brad just trotted him out there and just left him in i mean just i just same exact thing this isn't a tristan series this was an opportunity to try something different you can't beat these guys playing straight up you got to try something right yeah i don't understand and just rolled it out and did the same thing again we 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 tease Bobby because Colin Grant Williams is sort of like the difference maker. I, I didn't. I wasn't ready to go that far, but I, I'm shocked he didn't. It's get not about it. difference maker. It's about what can you change. It's about right. change different. It's about tonight. different. Yes, especially when you're down by 25 points, and you know he, I don't think it should have been. Oh, it's garbage time. Let's clear the bench, and Grant should have been one of those guys. Not in this matchup because obviously Tristan Thompson, when when, when it comes to coming up with you know offensive just points in general, whether it's on from the starting lineup or, or off your bench. I mean, why not just give Grant a try? Why not give him a couple of looks in there? You know, defensively, he's a bit of a scare. But at that point, I mean, you need points, don't you? I, I don't get it. The Same one time all season, the one time all season, anybody wanted to just give, give Grant a chance and Brad didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't even think twice about it, you know? Yeah, 
Tristan Thompson, 133 defensive rating now. Again, minus, was, four, minus 40. It, it Combined, both games. Yep. Yeah, it was 138 after game one. Tonight it was, again, pretty freaking bad. But, I mean, it's it's bad, man. I mean, it's so it's so obviously bad. I, I can't believe they went with it again tonight. I can't believe it, especially the game Rob played. The entire Nets team was like, wow, Rob Williams is freaking amazing. We have to watch out for Rob Williams. Hopefully we don't run into Rob Williams next game. It would be really bad if Rob Williams was there <laughs> blocking all our shots again. Yeah. Oh, Tristan. <laughs> yeah, he, Rob comes in like five, you know, a, a, after the Nets going a huge run, Rob comes in. Yeah. The game was the nearly gone by the time Rob got it in was for the first gone. time. <laughs> it, it started a little tight, and then they went on that 18-0 run, and then it's like, okay, guys, what's going on? Oh, we're down 18, you know, like, yeah. oh, man. Now, it yeah. wasn't the best game from Rob either. He was, it wasn't. That, it wasn't. But you, that foul of the three-point line was a disaster. We're not seeing much offense from him. I, he had a couple of lobs later in the game, but it definitely feels like he's a little more limited on that end right now. And the defense the starters, wasn't great though. either. Yeah. You want him playing with the starters to move the ball. Like I said, is those guys like playing with him. Uh, it, it, he, it's a different flow with him out there. Not just the gravity, but his playmaking ability. You want him out there with that team. It's so weird when he's not. It's it's when you. It's just it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I mean, that wasn't going to save you tonight, but it's just the frustration factor of going out and doing the one thing that was proven to be disastrously bad in game one. Like you almost won game one because of a, a series of different things. The Nets shot poorly. The big three, their big three was just playing my ball, my shot, your shot. But the, the one thing that obviously was bad was Tristan and the Tristan minutes in that game. And you just went right back to him and I don't get it. Yeah. He's a I don't get it. You had Tristan Tristan so bad and Rob so good. It's it's so easy that like you think like I you think 29 out of 30 head coaches would have started Rob and Brad's the only one who didn't and wouldn't. For real, who else? It's close. Who else? Yeah, I mean honestly, yeah. I mean with the, with the, it's, with the it's mind close. blowing, and with there the are people who will defend it. I don't. I don't think it's a matter of he should have absolutely started. I just think when you. To stop the bleeding, I mean, what took you so long? Like, what were you waiting for? Like, what was the, I, like, what was the? I get uh, the feeling. You know, run wasn't enough. Like, I didn't, I didn't get that. I get the feeling that they think, and you look at the stat sheet: eight offensive rebounds for Thompson. I think they feel like he's a massive disadvantage out there in terms of Brooklyn size. Like, he can just go right in there and grab offensive rebounds and wreak havoc. But again, you're seeing that it's not impacting the game that much. If he grabs an offensive rebound, as he did early in this game, gets fouled going up, scores one point out of it, and then the Nets rush right back and hit a three. I mean, that's a losing stretch right there. That's exactly the way the Nets want the Celtics to play. He them. can do some things, and you're right. They're almost allowing it. But the Celtics overall are measurably, demonstrably worse when he's on the floor in on almost every facet of the game. So I don't – stats be damned. that that I, His individual stats don't really matter there. The Celtics are clearly worse when he's out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So again, just surprising. And again, yeah, right. People will defend. It's not surprising. Dude, he had, he made he had eight points in the first quarter. He had eight. Yeah, that's great. It's uh, go ahead. It's Jimmy. frustrating too. Uh, go ahead, oh, Jimmy. I don't have anything to say. It's just not well, surprising. I, we've we've had this gripe all season long, and this, it's like this. You might as well just finish the season the way you've been treating it all. all you know, <laughs> this is the same shit. So 
finish it off you know you go down not? go why, down why, sinking yeah why change why change it up now you know it's gotten you uh it's gotten it's you, got, got you this far trading seasons in recent history so why stop you know job well, secure goes, i mean all, awful, all we keep Jimmy. hearing about is everyone's coming back, back. everyone's coming it. back so who cares you know Just, yeah that's yeah, true thompson will be true. coming back too what, what's everyone worried about nothing, nothing. right all he's been told about Danny already said it's it's all good. We're rolling it back. It's nobody's yeah. fault. We're we're fine. Anybody who thinks otherwise is just stupid. Yeah, you're yeah. idiots. Yeah. Yeah, well, consider me an idiot cuz I watched tonight from start to finish. So yeah, I am a freaking idiot. <laughs> so, it, oh, me, that was part, brutal to watch. Part of it is this. Like can you like fine, you can make all the excuses and, and, and rationales, which are legit, you know, for some of the things that went wrong this year, fine. Uh, you know, you can point to them uh, and, 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 and you're not wrong, but at the end of the day, are you able, are they going to be able to wash the loser stank off of them? You know, like you, you remember that you went to battle with these guys every day and you were brutally bad and you sucked and you didn't listen to your coach and you didn't do what he said and you tuned him out and there are games you just didn't play. And those of you who did want to try witnessed everybody else not trying. Are you going to just forget all that next year? Who's you? No, absolutely not. People, the players, like, like, does that just go away? Um, well, it, it could because it all depends on how they feel after they're removed for you know a month or so. I think you know I, I think most NBA players or maybe a couple of weeks or so they sort of have a grasp on okay we agree with what's going on or we don't, we're not quite sure if this is the right direction. And I, I still think that the Celtics you know they're gonna they're gonna go through the roster as they should. Danny and Brad they need to go through the roster, find out which players that they think is part of the future, which ones aren't, which ones they can trade, all that. But then at the same time you have to make sure that these guys are all on the same page. You know, the core, obviously Tatum, Brown, uh, Smart, Kemba, you know, do they all believe in one another that they can actually, you know, turn this thing around next season and just by hitting the reset button? Because let's face it, even Danny Angel tell you there's not going to be monster changes. So this is sort of what you're going to get minus, you know, a, a couple of additions here and there, but we're not quite sure what they are. But they have to make sure that this core is a core that they, 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 they trust, you know, at least to running back for one more year. We'll, we'll say that. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at one more year and see where, where this team stands. Yeah, it, they have it, to figure it, that out. It's not like they can get rid of every single player and just completely transform the 15-man roster, especially in the core. There's going to have to be a substantial number of players coming back. And all those guys are so quality that you want them back. You want Tatum back. You want Brown back. You want – depending on how you feel about him, Kemba. I thought Kemba had a fine year. You know, depending on what other things they can end up doing there, you probably go back and forth on that one. And you definitely want Fournier back. That's the one I worry about when you mention that loser stink, John, because he's out there yeah. tonight, I thought, playing pretty well. Yeah. Auditioning Getting- for his next contract, not necessarily here. Yeah, but Colin, yeah. Colin's are in a bitch though. That'll that'll make you want to no, stay. No, that you, was know? that was a that was an important <laughs> that'll moment. That'll make you want to was- get into this rivalry a bit, you know. Like, what did I say I, at the beginning people- of the series? You needed somebody to do that, right? Yeah. You, wait, you waited a little long on that. I'm surprised. About, thinking, yeah, it's tougher not, when I'm you're down 25. You. But yeah, I, mean, I know. But again, as a matter of a tactic, I would have yeah. gotten gotten aggressive, gotten physical, gotten a little tough. It's it, like what Max said about Tatum. He wanted to see that from Tatum. They had yeah. a chance. You got and to use his words, you got bullied. You got bullied in game one. Durant yeah. bullied you. What are you and, gonna do now? You know, and 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 you just turtled in game two, and you might. I look. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I hate speculating on injuries. Oh, well, before uh, the eye. You're saying before though. 
Huh? You're saying before the eye injury, though, right? Before the eye, break. he sucked. I'm not going to yeah. speculate now, but give me a break. You know, like you, we were joking. Yeah. He looked up at the scoreboard. He's like, uh, let's just let's wrap it, you know? <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. Durant is a little B, oh, and, okay, you're get, okay. and you're getting friggin' bullied by him. Give me a break, you know? That's his idol, John. You got to remember that, though. You know, assert yourself, okay? You're either a frigging people, you know, killer scorer. Who it takes a while to sink in. Your idol becomes your competition. Not everyone, you know, the first first couple looks he of that. He dunked on LeBron, man. Where, where is this? Yeah, but that was different. That was a transition, and he never touched the ball again. You know, like I, I just what's that? Um, I don't know. I it's, just saw... it's just it's a lot of respect. I, I think he has a lot of respect for Durant. Too much and, respect. I, I just saw yeah. yesterday on a podcast. Uh, what is it? Million dollars worth of game. His on top Barstow five sports. He asked yeah. him who your top five. Who the top five best players in the NBA? He listed Harden and and uh, Harden and Durant, which is probably true. But and who knows when it was filmed? I I didn't you know I don't know all that information. But like, come on, man. Like, how about you don't bow down to them like in the middle of the playoff series? You know, and uh, you know maybe you know like John said, punch him in the mouth figuratively, not you know not literally, but like do something. Show up. Show. You know, show a pulse. I don't I think it's an idolizing. Need, need, I need these guys. I don't think. I think he's shrinking to the challenge. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's an overwhelmed sort of feeling. Exactly. That, that exactly. there's just too much going against them in this series. And I, the tough thing is, is that you didn't you didn't feel that out of game one, especially early in that game. And again, I thought Tatum played okay in game one, better than a lot of people did. And then it just sunk into the second half. And then it continued into that first quarter tonight. And it's like the Celtics laid a pretty good groundwork on how to defend this team in game one. I Not even pretty good. They did an unbelievable job defending them in that first half of that game. And to just let it wilt because of a couple of runs, it's the story of the season. Anytime even a hint, of adversity strikes, they shut down. Yeah. They get uncharacteristically out of how they want to play the game. They start doing crazy things with the rotation, like putting Romeo in there tonight. Semi comes in later. Grant's not involved. And it's that same thing we worried about coming into the postseason, that they just didn't know who they are. They didn't know their rotations. And they didn't even have a plan coming into here. Just switch Thompson on the hard and see how it goes. Right. You know, we're not going to fight through screens. We're not going to do anything complex. We're not going to mix it up even. Yeah. Brad was on the radio before this game saying, you know, I used to overthink adjustments. Now I just... I just roll with it is kind of basically what he said to that when it came to that adjustment question. And that used to be a different Brad in this spot. You remember Chicago 2017. You remember some of these series, the great changes that they made to kind of shift into these games. Because when you think of game one, when you lost that opportunity, if you go into game two and slip it all and the Nets end up running away with it, that's the series. And it's over now. I mean, there's no climbing back in this series at this point. Game one was the hope. Someone goes, at least Bobby looks fucking good today. <laughs> <laughs> you do, Bobby. That's Thank a dope you. Look. Yeah, Bobby, you, was, you brought your A game, man. You I was going to give you props for that look. I like it. I like it. No, but no, um, what was I going to say? Uh, that, that that comment distracted me. Yeah, I mean, the I just think when every when you when you compile everything that, that he's been going through, not having Jalen out there, I, I just think he's just, yeah, he's shrinking in the moment. But I don't think that means he's, oh, he's, he's that this means he's not going to be a top five you know, player or he's he's mentally fragile i mean this is supposed to build he's supposed to build on this you know? I, I think it That's does mean it was so important that these guys got into the playoffs you know i thought that would have been the worst thing in the world they didn't make the playoffs because you know win or lose whether you get your ass kicked or not you're going to remember that it's going to make you a better player so i think tatum does and you know he does bounce back eventually but i just this series 
he's defeated. You know, he looks. We won't know. Out. We won't know the answer to that, Joe Sway, for a couple of years though, because he's either going to respond to this after an embarrassment of a season by doing everything he needs to and all things right. we've discussed, like working so with young. teammates over the I, off season, those on. kind of things. Hold on, I'm not saying this isn't. I'm not. I, I'm or not, to leave. Or I'm not leave asking eventually. you guys to prove it. I'm just asking you to, to, to come up with a couple. Name me a player right now who's absolutely a, 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 an assassin, okay? Who's got that killer instinct um, and, early in his, and early in their career turtled at the challenge. Turtle okay. at the Meaning, like but... how many people, how many of the guys who right now you might point to immaturity, bad decision I mean, making in certain probably things. Probably Davis. And some people who had a kill, killer instinct, which Anthony Davis, yeah, is is not a killer. Okay, he's mm. not. He's raised yeah. riding he won the finals. He's riding coattails. Okay, he's yeah. not. He's absolutely I thinking, not. I was thinking Paul George. Remember those years with Paul George, like. He had those big games sometimes, but when it came down the stretch, sometimes he would get ice cold a bit. You know, God, Paul George had a horrendous playoff streak, but he hasn't proven that he's anything better, different yet. Paul George might still have that label of a guy who's a bit of a choker. Right. I'm asking you, of the great, of the great, great players who at who you point to and say ice water in his veins, rises to the challenge of the big moment. Did any of those guys turtle? like Tatum's turtling right now, early stages of the career. So, cause you can say, Oh, give him a couple of years, but I don't know going backwards that you have that. Okay. As somebody put Embiid, Embiid's not bad. We'll see how he does in the playoffs here, but he also didn't fold. He was a one man band last year and he's yeah, kind of was eight on an to island. One. He it went was off. eight to one though through two series. Yeah. However, but I, there's not a lot of them. So like this idea that years and time are going to solve things, uh, I might be foolish. What, I, about I don't... The, what about Durant? Yeah, but you can't just overlook the 50-point, 60-point performances or, or, or a couple of those uh, stellar performances in the bubble last Guys, year. Guys, we're not just... saying good. We're saying whether they played with balls. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying guys didn't get better as players in their career in the chat here. Guys, guys who showed no balls and then all of a sudden found them later. I don't know that there's tons of examples of that. Usually that's a thing that you have early and you're working through some other things, which is learning the game and getting more mature, but you're tough, right? The toughness is the thing that people are concerned with, with Tatum. Right. Yeah. Is I someone mean, saying Kawhi? Kawhi was a champion, like his first freaking year. Yeah, man, I said Durant. Dude, Durant. He was about that life. I mean, they were one. on some good teams. He was on some good teams, you know, in his early seasons with, you know, Westbrook, Harden, obviously. He yeah. made the finals. Um, the tricky Green. thing, too, is Tatum was on some really good teams through his first few years, and those teams thrive in part because of him. Now, he wasn't storming them through, although last year he was the driving force on the way to the East Finals, but you always had that thing where you could point to other guys who were involved in doing things that got them there. I do think largely he's shown that he can drive a team deep into the postseason with the right pieces around them. It's just this year was a massive failure in terms of being able to raise up pieces around him as that number one. So that's what you have to question here. And we've asked this time and time like again. Like I said, it's just, so, it's just softness. You don't want to see a guy quit. I'm not saying a guy. I don't even it, think it's softness. A, I mean, it's, a moment is too big for him. He's I mean, That's a different story. I'm talking about watching him in this series say, nah, these guys are better and kind of fold up. You don't want to see that ever. That's not a good no, trait. No, no, no. No, you don't want to see that. That's I'm all not, I'm what, saying. Are we saying that that's what's happening? 
Are we saying? Are we waiting until at least like the series? I think plays he's out? just playing bad. I don't think he's cowering out, and you know who knows what happened there in the third quarter when he walked away. But he's just playing bad, and we've seen him play bad before. These are two bad games in a row from him. Really, oh, I've triggered you know, some people in quarters. the chat. You can't say bad things about Tatum. Go screw. Honestly, <laughs> give me a break. That's give me a break. Give me a break. You can't criticize Tatum. Give me a break. And everyone's sleeping well, on Jalen. Come on, that's. Where you been, John? That's the other thing I'll say is, you know, I think the Nets are probably able or any, really any team is probably able to make it difficult on on Tatum right now. Yeah, they have Durant on them. And there's just not a lot of, listen, there's, the Celtics are, like, like we just said, they'll let Tristan Thompson eat down low. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the recipe for success. So they're almost like baiting other players, like Marcus Smart. Yeah, he went off in the third quarter, but they're like baiting other guys to – Try to take over, which Kemba is Walker you should can, do, right? Right, Kemba Walker can you know go out and score thirty, but if you know Tatum is limited to fifteen, like the Celtics aren't going to come even close to winning. But they'll just focus on limiting Tatum, and they know that they can win the game. Yeah. So again, I'm not I'm not bailing Tatum out, but I'm also not going to say that you know he's just you know not in not investing. I'm not, not playing it. The all. question is: Is Tatum an alpha? You see the fifty point game, and everyone's like, "Ooh, points," and it's great. 60s oh my god you know when he catches fire it's unreal is he an alpha is he the guy who leads you to a championship i you don't want to see game you don't want to see entire series like this where he's gonna if he goes four games laying an egg one after the other just because it's an uphill battle that's not a great look okay so you want to see him bounce back here uh and do something yeah. uh, no, no i mean I, this I, is something I, he's I, never faced before though you know like i I'm not trying to give him. I'm not trying to cut him too much slack here, but I mean, like, we get to see how the rest of the league looks against Brooklyn too. Like, just because... look, look at the look at his basketball career. I mean, we talked about facing adversity, and we talked about how this is pretty much the first first year where people are like, okay, this is Tatum's team. That's the narrative now, and, and it was a horrible year. Up, he's up against three Hall of Famers, and like, like, I just yeah. think he's trying to. He, he's almost trying to be the smarter player, whereas when he tries to be the aggressive player and he's not getting the calls, he's just, you know, chirping at the rep. He's a little bit out of his game, John, but I almost think like he's trying to be a smarter player compared to trying to be someone who just goes two for 20 like well, he had before. He did that last year twice or something close what, to what, it. He, yeah. He what are we going to say? Bad performance last year because he wasn't afraid to keep taking shots. Like, I don't think that's part of his game. I don't think it's fear. I don't think that's it. I think he's just overwhelmed right now. It's like an well, what are we, nightmare. He's yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that, Joe Sway. No, John, think of it like this. He's what never been on the wrong end of like a not even an AAU blowout. Like he's never been through this. Like, well, what if the, you better get used to it. Never what, mind Bobby? a Duke. He never, you know. What was the new? What is Joe Sway? We're supposed to just sit here and like, oh, he has to learn how to lose. Like, no. What? What are we even talking about? Like. These guys need to be killers. Now, that being said, see you, Bobby. I mean, that, that yeah. being doesn't said, every killer have to learn how to lose? Which killer doesn't lose, you know? like. Yeah, but shit. that being, that being said, Kobe the Bryant. only thing he Kobe has Bryant. on his side right now is age. He has age on his side. He's very young. I don't know how many alphas there were in the history of the league at age 22. So I'm, I'm not saying... I'm, I'm not saying that he's an alpha, but I'm also not saying that he doesn't have the ability to become one. Um, you know, I, I think both things can be true. We know that he's talented enough to be a number one player on a team that's not breaking news but it takes more than you know i think just you know those games that remind you how talented he is he has to be able to consistently put that you know level of play together and you have to be able to do it in the playoffs at the end of the day that being said i, I you know nobody expected the celtics to really do too much here against the nets but you want to see them compete 
uh, you know, at the very least. So that goes back to what John was saying that, you know, you don't want to see a player turtle. And this is before the eye. This isn't saying, oh, he got, you know, he got poked in the eye and he left the game. This is saying, you know, where was he even leading up to that? And, you know, the way, so, he, the way he was limited, whether it was his fault or whether it was credit to the Nets, him sucking is an automatic loss. And it's not just a loss. It's an automatic blowout. Well, what I was going to say before I jumped out there is we have to see what Brooklyn ultimately becomes because we have no clue right now. This could be the Warriors or something greater when we think about what this team is. And if they end up going 12-0 and 0 yeah. through the East, are we are we going to be that bummed about how Tatum looked here, how the Celtics looked here? It's going to be We're them, not. the Bucks, the Sixers, and everybody else. What are you looking? What are we looking for here at the end of the day? What are you looking for out of this? Just some fight, right? Yes. You know, it's that simple. It. So Nobody's, watching, again, we oh. talk about, like, t- leadership works a couple different ways. Like, not leading has a, a real – not leading when you are the de facto leader or best player of a team has ripple effects, okay? So watching Tatum shut it down isn't great uh, for the rest of everybody. Watching the team not pass the ball, not move the ball around, not play defense, not get out on shooters, that's not great. You know, like the whole entire team just didn't really – play today they didn't really show up there so it's incumbent at that moment for someone to say i got it you know like that those are the moments where you're you're looking for a little bit more you know it's that defense tonight for me not getting back on the shooters at all and then not rotating the corners on harris that stretch there at the beginning of the first you didn't even need a watch after that that was the story of the game right there three straight bad shots on the offensive end a ridiculous smart turnover in the lane and then just standing there as harris ran out and took some practice shots Remember the thing I said last game where smart, you know, the one pass I do give him when he does get all smarty is because I think he senses no one's doing it right now. I think they kind of got that vibe really early tonight, you know, Um, where like no one's stepping up, you know, and that's when Marcus starts to get into the lane and get a little bit wild or shoot those pull up threes or whatever. And, you know, some went down for him in the second half there uh, and he ended up overall, you know, he's clearly a bright spot tonight. But that's almost like my barometer. You know how they say like birds can sense things, you know, like I think Marcus is like, this isn't right. You know, like, like we're not, we're not engaged right now. Like you could feel it early. You feel it really early. Did Um, he take too big of a step back this year? Who? Smart. Well, yeah, we're just talking about tonight, like tonight's game. Yeah. But what I'm looking at this year in terms of how they could have been better is maybe having Smart more involved on the ball as a playmaker. I know he was gone for a large stretch of the season, but he ultimately took that step back very early and said, we're going to seed this team to Tatum and Brown. And it didn't work all that great. And we still say this guy's the best passer on the team. Now a year later, I still think that's the case. He is, but he's also not out. The problem with Marcus is he's he really is a you know outside of defense. You know, offensively has always been the knock on him. He's a you know jack of all trades, master of none. Like sure, he's the best passer on this team, but he's not a natural. Like he's not a great great playmaker. He's pretty good. Uh, he's not outstanding. Uh, he's obviously not a great shooter, but sometimes you need him to shoot. Uh, you you need the things that he gives you because they're. They're, they're deficient in those areas, but you know, 
uh, they just didn't they didn't have a true playmaker. I mean, he's the best of what they have. No, they he, he he took a step back. Tatum took a step forward, and you lost a lot in the playmaking department in the process. And you lost Hayward. That hurt them there. And they didn't really bring in a great backup point guard. They had Teague, and then he left, and there was nothing there really after that. So that was the most efficient area. That's going to be like what they have to solve, number one at the top of the list this year. And you just see in a game like this, when you don't have a guy setting the table on that end, they they hit two or three shots to start this one. They were kind of going back and forth, but then they just lost all control. Well, what's their greatest need? passer a passer i said that's what i think too a playmaker well how you where are you finding that yeah. it's hard there's not a lot of specialists in that spot like the best players in the league are great passers you have a couple good point guards here there that that just is kind of the thing and they might be weak in other areas like a rondo as we talk about yeah you're not uh, bringing rubio in here for, because he's terrible at everything except for passing so like yeah but what would what would this team look you're like you're not gonna draft rubio? a guy at 16 that's like an elite passer you know you're not gonna get somebody with that skill. lonzo look i keep going back to that you know i do that a hundred times over if, it, if it's available yeah that would work i need a lonzo in here i just think what, what what's frustrating sometimes is, is Obviously, seeing Tatum when he's just not fully engaged, but also because you know that he has that part of his of his game, right? When he's playmaking, like like you look at both of those games, the fifty point game, the sixty point performance, like he was also playmaking. He was helping, he was hooking guys up. You know, good looks in the paint. You know, finding guys when he was supposed to them, finding finding it when you know coming out of the double team. Like it's just unfortunate. I, I still think maybe we still see that performance, but I don't know with this eye injury. I don't know with the the team's morale, but. I mean, game well, what, three, Garden, full, full packed house. I, I can't help but think that you're gonna you, you're gonna get their best effort, maybe for not four quarters, but but for a bulk of that game. I hope. Well, what would have helped tonight? That's the question, and that's the tough thing for the Celtics going forward. Is as long as the Nets are fully loaded in the East, and you have a couple other teams really on the rise here, those marginal pieces on the edges here that we talked about all year suddenly matter less and less. And that's ultimately why the Fournier addition didn't mean all that much in the end, is because. Once you get up against Durant, Harden, and Kyrie, your passing and your fourth scoring option and that kind of thing just don't matter if they're on their game and doing what they want to do. What did Brad say coming into this one? We need to score 110. They pretty much did, and they still lost by 22. Just because when the Nets get going like they can, it doesn't matter what's on the other side. And that's going to be the challenge for the Celtics going forward. It's almost like no matter what they do, they might be doomed for the next two or three years if this Nets team keeps rolling. I hate that. I I don't. I, I hate that narrative. I, we've been battling. I, I, the, I, we've been battling this for how long? Golden State's really good. Why even try? You'll never win a championship. No, it's not a why even try thing. It's just that could be the result no matter you what can, they try to do. Every single year, you field the best team you possibly can, and then you 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 hope things fall in your direction. Okay, they were a, they were this close to a championship to getting to the finals last year, and nobody expected that to happen you put your best players out there you're building to win now when you've got stars on your team you're never saying we're out of it you're telling me tatum brown surrounded by the right people can't compete Plus, of course, well, those, right, those right people might be in the past all right i gotta tell everybody uh briefly uh that we're gonna do this thing i'm like nervous about locker room today this is like this is the oh, angry this is yep. the angriest uh chat room we've had in a while uh it's like <laughs> you feel like i i just i feel like if this, if this were a club if this were a club there would have been three fights already um you know in in, in 
<laughs> you know, clubs like, are opening up soon. In the first, right. in the first, in the some people got in who don't normally. They're the bridge and tunnel crowd. You know, like some people yeah. kind of came into this one and they're looking for a little bit of trouble. Um, it's yeah. uh, it's an ornery crowd right now, but. <laughs> Uh, come hang out with us. Jeez, they're yelling at me. I, these are guys who have liked me in the past. Everyone's mad. But, yeah, come on in. Hang out. Yell at us. That's fine. Um, brace yourself. Brace I'm coming. not mad. Brace I yourself, guess. John. <laughs> <laughs> come to the locker room. Uh, yell at us. Uh, yell about the game. Uh, do whatever you want. Uh, but get there. Uh, download the app. Uh, Android and iOS uh come on in and uh you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll have at it uh you and, never and know who's about. gonna jump in you never know we right. had you never know. on a couple of days ago right. we did I have perk yeah no? bobby's still bobby's still picking who, up you're gonna take this time game. john you're gonna take come on for what for locker room you gotta take one of us no who wants to come oh joe sways early wow. all right we'll leave we'll leave it for jimmy and let's do it let's go well now, bobby's you, at the you, game is is he even gonna be able to? Yeah, that you're gonna you have to. That means you can't. Ha you can't friggin' play hide and seek with me. Um, Joe this Sway. Bobby or me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's wow. weird. That's pretty weird. Yeah, um, that's not that. Uh, yeah, no. I missed it. Damn. Hey, the Bobby. Speaking of, are oh, you used to? Do you still got to read, John? Or what? We good? No, no, no. So uh, just come on in. What uh, do you got? I, I do want to say the locker room, it's not just the thing we do after the game. We're sponsored by locker room. This is a big deal right. for us. So we do want you guys to hang out there, uh, but we want to always have people hanging out there because we want to be able to do this. Our Perkins uh, show was great the other night. Perk three hours? Awesome. We went you guys three. went three hours. So we, yeah. yeah. yeah if, you, I, if, you, if, no if you download it, Bobby gets to eat for the week. So if you, if you don't, we yeah. don't know how he's getting back from Brooklyn. Bobby oh disappeared. Bobby disappeared after he after he, Bobby went to the lane and threw up this little Grant Williams floater for Perk, and Perk just picked it out of the sky, put yeah, it about put it about fifteen rows we've come deep. Come a long way. We've come a long way from our cornet agreement. <laughs> and that was the oh, last. Yeah, right. That was the last peep we heard from Bobby. On that. Bobby tried his Grant propaganda, his propaganda. Uh, on we Celtics. never even got to see the Grant play out tonight. On Celtics Bobby. blog today, he took the Celtics blog to do that to do this Grant propaganda, and it, Bobby, nobody didn't take. Way to Brooklyn, man, damn. Brad's uh, not buying it. You think Brad's done with Grant? I think he's been done with Grant, like most yeah. of the NBA, like. <laughs> Yeah, guess so. <laughs> guess so. Stop trying to make Grant happy. There goes another pet. I mean, if if you can't use him in this series where he seemingly can fit in as a matchup, he's got to be gone next year. He's got to be gone. I don't know. It's tough not to get that. Bobby, is this up. your burner? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but Rob was a plus one, so credit to Rob. He didn't even play well, and they still won his minutes. So th that's Again. probably the one thing you're going to come out of this series saying is that even against the best of the best here, the best team in the league talent-wise, Rob is still able to leave that kind of imprint, do some things on the offensive end, be that force in the middle. And you're seeing less and less mistakes now, too. And this Again. is him at his injured form. Injured, and again, Rob's got, a, you know, really Rob's kryptonite is going to be Embiid Big and, centers. 
big, big, big centers who can dominate down low. It's not a matchup for him. It's difficult for him to defend them. But you're just going to have to eat those games. And you again, what you, instead of worrying about what he can't do, just focus on what he can win. Win the win in the ways Rob Williams allows you to win, even in those games against Embiid. Okay, but. Yeah, those are always going to be hard for him. You can't measure him based on that. What he does in every other circumstance is makes the team better. They're always better with him on the floor. All, you know, almost always better with him on the floor. And it'd be different if the guy, like I said, is if you had Aaron Baines two years ago, you might make a case like Baines got to play 25 minutes against Embiid because it's it's really going to be ugly. And those are the games you could live with it. But you don't have you don't have anything that much better behind it. So there's really no in a series like this it makes no sense bobby what was the scene over there tonight i gotta give the nets fans some credit <laughs> they were unloading on the celtics and it was a great amount of people in here i it think about thirteen thousand. get out of here no they they showed up late i was here about 7 15 no, they have a fan so, they all get free. They get free season tickets. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait a second. Didn't didn't they need to sell tickets for fifty percent off or like to fill the place? Isn't like Harden like cover the other half or something like that? Hard, yeah, hard, Harden pulled out his wallet. <laughs> hey, okay. I mean there were some there were some celebrity sightings in here, but again, that Boston sucks chant was just brutal. If you're the Celtics, and I I heard you guys talking before coming in about whether or not there was like jersey swapping or hugging and kissing going on. The Celtics walked right off the court. There was like still time on the clock, and they all stormed right out of here. Obviously, Tatum left early with that injury, but no, there That's weren't even handshakes after this one. All right, so Bobby, well, you do be. realize there's no such thing as a Nets fan, right? Yeah. Well, whoever, all, whatever you want to call the people in the around. seats tonight. Yeah. They're all just actors. Hey, um, was that thing okay? Am I the only one who didn't know this? The sun shines right into like right into the players' faces as they're playing. Did you guys see that in the beginning of the game? Did you see that I on the broadcast? So, like in the beginning of the broadcast, first quarter, that like on TNT, they show it's like they show like the sun shining through like an opening in the like obviously a window in the arena, like that's shining in the Celtics' way that they were shooting and like it just. I I know what you're talking about, but it. It looked like they covered it, and it's very dark in here. Like it is. If I didn't have this light on me, I'd be in pitch darkness right now. I don't love this. Yeah, but arena. it's cool, Bobby. It's cool. No, it's not cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's kind of eerie. It's it's kind of eerie, and John probably knows this. The Islanders were here, and they had to like leave because the seats were just so disastrous. It's it's a weird setup. It's dark. I had a fight. Really I had a dark. fight fan. I had to fight it's fans cool. to get my food too. There really? were no, there was no like media food here. I'm just kind of up in the stands, so they gave us like a voucher for food and a halftime. I had to go like swing through the Irving jerseys and Durant people. Uh, were, it was were those, were those hipsters terrifying, Bobby, or were you able to get your chick? You get your, <laughs> you know, I, I got my get you to get a, a jar of artisan pickles or whatever. <laughs> you, you eat there. Yeah. <laughs> And an IPA. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I was dying for that Brooklyn Lager. Just represent gentrification at, over there in Brooklyn. After that first quarter, I was dying for that Brooklyn Lager, but didn't get it. Oh, yeah. Thank they you. definitely have that. Brooklyn Lager. Thank whatever. you for staying sober. Like a, like a Brooklyn whiskey, like some sort of like homemade stuff. No, they had the Brooklyn. Yeah, they did. 
I do, I, I do love that court, though. That court is incredible. The jerseys they have. I love all that stuff. But you're right. Like, the fan base, just the authentic fan base still isn't there. The energy yeah. that you saw at the were, Knicks game the other day. How great was that Knicks game? And what you How were great were the turkey the burgers? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a turkey burger. I wish I did. <laughs> the Knicks, MSG, I mean. That was a lot track. That's great. But like I said, <laughs> the turkey burger. The, I've always said this. The world is a oh, better place. The NBA is a better place when you have, uh, you know, East Coast basketball thriving, when you've got the Knicks, the, yeah. you know, Philadelphia, Boston. Obviously, the Celtics suck this year, but those teams cranking awesome energy. The energy's freaking unreal. Brooklyn, whatever. I mean, the Knicks lead the way. I mean, think about but it. Like the Knicks this. are unreal. I mean, it's so crazy the they've been this bad for this long. Most popular, Old school the most popular basketball most player is in New York City right now. Who do, you think the most, who do you think the most you're popular saying, basketball player in New York City is? You're saying it's Julius ahead of these three? Julius Randle. I think it's Julius or Derrick Rose. I'd put them both over those three bums right now in Brooklyn. Not bums because they're <laughs> bad, just bums because nobody really cares. If the Brook, if Brooklyn was eliminated, the only people that would really care would be like, you know, a handful of Brooklyn fans and like NBA you know, maybe like diehard NBA fans who just want to see players play, but you, you, got the, you got like the, the Jersey crew. Like, season. yeah, people. Who got, the, the, I feel the like they've guys. lost the Jersey crew though, which is they're in like this limbo. No, I'm saying the Jersey people are mad they left. The Knicks people are never gonna embrace them. So no, I'm like saying people who are fans of jerseys, not fans of teams. Oh, like, I'm, okay. I'm a Durant guy. I'm oh, a Hardy guy. Paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah just that, yeah, those right, types right. of fans. Yeah. You have those. Yeah. yeah, Bobby thought you meant like New Jersey because that's where they yeah. came from. I thought but, you meant um, but no, I think I think you're right. I think that like you know, it's it's when the Knicks are are doing their. I mean, just think about Lynn Sanity. I mean, remember that crazy time? And that was like everyone in New York City is like dying for a fun basketball team. And you always said, well, you know, if why don't any of these star players want to go to New York City? Whether it's they just, you know, didn't think they could handle it or was it, whether it's because of James Dolan, most likely. That was a huge part of it. Yeah. Um, but you can see what happens when you put a good product out there. The fans come in flocks to cheer on the Knicks. And it's fun. It's fun to see. And yeah. then you, when, you, and you, when you're in Brooklyn, you know, it, you know you're just kind of there. You're second Would have been more – if the Celtics could have had a better regular season, that Knicks-Celtics, like four or five there, would have been really fun. You know, especially if it was – Game one, Celtics, Knicks in New York City, like it was this weekend. That would have been great. But again, this this team just didn't have that urgency in the regular season to get a seed to even set themselves up in a matchup that where they, even at their current form, could have probably competed in. The seventh, they were never going to be able to do anything in this series, healthy or not. And that is just like such a shame. After, given like all the stuff we talked about during the regular season and everything Tristan Thompson was saying, like this is ending up in this situation is why seeding's important. They took it to the next level though, falling this far. Again, when you when you when you focus that much on seeding, you're just not a good team anyway. So you're just trying to find ways to lose. Like you're trying to find ways to not lose as soon as you will lose. Like you know, who cares? Like the path they had last year. Mm-hmm. Last year they were good. And we, nobody was saying, "Oh, they need to finish in this seed or that seed." People were just saying, "Wow, look at how, you know, look how good they're playing." This year it was like, "Oh, well, they need to, they really need that, you know, that fourth, fifth, or sixth seed." And then it was like, "Oh, you got to avoid this seventh seed because you don't want the Nets. You should try to lose 
and like then no it's not the about that it's just in, about being like, better yeah because if you're better you're gonna verse a team in the middle rather than one of those teams at the top they, oh yeah, yeah, yeah this this is what i say about the lakers too because everyone's still talking about them as a finals team teams just don't go to the finals from a seven seed i don't even care if you're the lakers and they obviously went on last game one of the suns and i think they might lose that series i'm like, so usually, shocked that they're still the betting favorites situation yeah. it's, it's a completely different situation and seven seeds do win no we it's not no, it's not. Yes, when it you're... is because you're talking about arguably the best player in the history of the NBA being on that seventh seed. But they kind of are the who they are this year. Portion of and they are, but they're also great. They're also tied with the team that with the with the they're tied with the team that finished fifth. So I mean, they're not like a low it's seven. Not you know? that simple. Every every seventh seed is like <laughs> there's different situations. And yeah, I mean, is it less likely historically? Absolutely. But you're gonna sit here and tell me that. This Lakers team is a typical seven seed with arguably two of the best five. They're not. They're not typical, but but the situation that set them up to be I, there still exists. I don't care that they're seven. I care at this moment in time they're still they're, their best players aren't healthy, so they're probably not going to win. Like that's that's the thing. Like AD looks. AD but who's looks, who's surprised if they if they beat the Suns? Who's really? I would be because it looks like LeBron surprised. can't jump uh, right now, so they just don't. He, they don't look. When right. I saw them against Golden State, I said, "Uh oh," because that's when they should have turned it on if they were going to do won. it, and they almost lost. I, I they don't look right. They came they back and won. A hundred percent healthy. I wouldn't care that they were a seven seed. They just don't look right to me. Yeah, so. I do. They, so don't look, I, they definitely don't look right. But I still think they're better than most seven seeds in the history of the NBA. There are, but the, the other there are there are actually good teams out there. If it was like if it was a weak conference, you could still say it. But I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not these sure. Celtics they can, are, the these Celtics like are probably a little better than a seven seed too. Someone said he just jumped no, twelve feet in the air for an alley oop ten minutes ago, so maybe he's better. Um, <laughs> he's got ten points so far. How'd you feel about the Lakers compared to last year, though? I feel like last year you were they were much more scarier. I feel like Rondo had a lot to do with that. I, I I thought they, they upgraded guys. We're forgetting how they started the season. There was I I thought they upgraded their they roster upgrade. this off season, Schroeder, and then uh, and, yeah. and we debated it. And then the first twenty the games, everyone fun. was like, "Yeah, they're better." You know, like they looked unstoppable. Yeah, but they had role guys that fit really well with what they were doing last year. They brought in better players, but it's do they fit in the spots where they need guys to do certain things. And that gets thrown into a flux when your best players get hurt too. I think Schroeder's really been thrown into a tough spot since they, LeBron's they, been hampered They, they and stuff. upgraded their roster. They upgraded Yeah, it's better it. players. It's better players. But now that LeBron's hampered and some of these other guys got to step up into bigger roles like Harrell on the offensive end and that Drummond thing. How glad are we that Drummond didn't end up on the Celtics seeing what he's looked like out there? He is just yeah, a slog out there on the court. <laughs> yeah, but again, the so, minutes that would have been forced his way and even less Rob as we talk about here and now still seeing what Tristan has to be fed in that sense. That would have been frustrating as all hell and it wouldn't have gotten them anything in terms of like upside there. They wouldn't have helped them at all is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it wouldn't have been a big difference at all we're still talking about them losing to the nets is uh is there anything left they can do play rob push rob 40 minutes through the toe (laughs) is that the is that the adjustment here nothing's nothing they're going to be able to do is going to you know make this a series 
Um, I originally yeah, thought they might be able to steal a game, but I, I never, I, I, I I never did. Uh, real quick on Tatum, uh, just a couple of updates from the locker room. Uh, Brad said he was trying to adjust to the lights. Um, it was swol- It was scratched and oh, swollen. Oh, was the sun in his eyes too? S- sun got his eyes. <laughs> there it is. He just said, Says he couldn't focus um, there and uh, was uncomfortable and swollen. Uh, Marcus Smart, after the game, said, uh, I talked to him. I think he's in pretty good spirits. I expect him to be out there in game three. So Dr. Smart um, thinks he'll be out there. Good spirits. Good spirits. Uh, Yeah. Dr. Smart thinks he'll be out there. I'm glad Uh, that he's in good spirits after that. How about uh, that loss? Kyrie talking about playing in Boston. No. What do you say? I've been on this show, so I'm telling you, I I, I don't know. Somebody's either way, we're gonna get a close game on on yeah for game three. You think so? I think so. Yeah, I hope well, they don't pack it in. I mean, they'll give it one more shot we, at three. Oh, they would probably one, pack it in. Technically, a close game. I don't know. We'll see. I you know anything you saw tonight. What does it matter? If they win one game, you feel better about it. I mean, well, you you what we we actually had stuff we said was good out of game one like stuff that you could carry in the next season guys stepping up in certain spots like i thought neesmith looked so good in game one rob obviously was historic uh you had nice contributions on the outskirts and just young guys doing some decent things there that's what you want to see in this series beyond the compete is some young guys stepping in the spots and doing some things but pritchard i know he didn't get a lot more minutes in this one but when he did get in there early he looked terrible uh, and he wasn't warranted of getting more in that spot and that's the kind of stuff out of this series that makes it even tougher because you're not even like remember when we were debating lottery versus playoffs you said oh maybe the young guys could get some experience here and you know make some strides at the playoff pace and all that kind of stuff you're not even getting that out of this series and then we're back to that spot where it's like should they have just lost in the play and gotten that pick Look, there to me. There's only one thing. I mean, call it one A. You know, if you if you feel better about Fournier after watching him, and you know, you think that he's worth the money, fine. Maybe that's a little showcase. I don't know that anything he does here necessarily guarantees he comes back. There's one thing you're looking at here, watching these these games, or watching certainly game one and even a little bit of game two. It's you know, the confidence in Rob Williams to be more than tantalizing more than a role player more than a tease the, uh, rob williams being a legitimate core piece that actually separates you from other teams uh and is a, a talent that other teams a talent in a place that other teams can't match that's potentially the only good thing that's going to come out of this series and this season um and nothing else i mean Pritchard, Neesmith, fine. Slight ticks up, great. If there are more than role players in the NBA, I'll be surprised. I'll be pleased. But at least they're not they're not the draft class from the year before. Those are fine. I'm not discounting them altogether. But there's one big thing that you're looking at here, and it's Rob Williams might be real. And if Rob Williams is real, or Rob Williams comes back and puts health stuff behind him and comes back physically in in a better place he might be a legitimate thing for you, a legitimate thing that you can count on that actually separates you from other teams. And now you start to think 
they're closer. You know, you got Tatum Brown and Williams. Like you want, you're not going to put him in that category with those guys yet, but you want to count him among your like legitimate assets moving forward. So that's the only positive I'm taking out of anything with the whole year, honestly. Pretty but, much, yeah, I was going to say, that's your only positive for the entire the, year. For the whole year. You've been pushing that. You've been campaigning that. Like this is the only I have, but right not just because I want to not just because I want to will it into existence. I wanted to see Romeo. I wanted to see Neesmith. We saw what we saw. Okay. You, you feel okay about Neesmith. Romeo, you're giving him one more shot next year. And if, but right now, there's no reason to feel confident in anything regarding him. Rob Williams is real and, and it could be, it could be something that, that, that alone could take you up a level, uh, a full year of you that. Were, you were, you were winning. The minutes in both game one and game two of the series that he played. Realistically, if he could somehow stretch 48 in a game, the Celtics might be up 2 0 in this series, which is amazing to think about. Like the impact is yeah. that great from him, even in a game like this, where I thought he did not play well at all tonight. Yeah. He still churned out positive minutes. And that is just so encouraging as because this is the peak of competition. This is the right. ultimate test for him. And this is kind of a tough matchup for him. He has to go on guard Durant. He has to go on guard Harden on the perimeter. And he's done an okay job. He's He has affected Joe Harris's three-point shots at points in this series. He has just put on a, a masterful showing of what his potential can be. And it's worth getting excited about. And it's worth investing in. Like, they have to find a way to make sure he can play heavier minutes next year and be more involved and dedicated to from the coaching staff's perspective. And I don't know if that's going to involve moving on from Thompson this offseason and really positioning Rob in that spot with some backups like Robin Lopez behind him that aren't going to supplant him. Um, or, you know, really just making it clear this offseason that Rob's the future and everybody else is going to have to take a back seat here. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I put this thing up here. Um, if we can throw this in the chat here, locker room is open. So you guys want to migrate over. Josue and I are going to head over first. Um, um, uh, Bobby and uh, Jimmy are going to wrap this one up and they're going to come over and hang out with us, uh, hang out after. Um, so um, have fun, boys. yeah, have fun. Don't spend Crush too long. It. Yeah. We're going to do this thing. Um, some Kyrie, got some Kyrie. Post. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got actually. Back, hey, wanna... hey, hold on. I, I gotta change my headphones real quick. My phone's going nuts right now with this. You got the quote, John. Yeah. Um I I don't have the I don't have the clip, but Kyrie was asking, you know, about getting jeered in Boston. Um and so hopefully it won't be racist, right? And the racist. exact and the exact quote was um this i'll tell you right now exact quote um it's not my first time being an opponent in boston so i'm just looking forward to competing with my teammates and hopefully we can just keep it strictly basketball there's there's no belligerence or any racism going on subtle racism and people yelling shit from the crowd but even if it is that's just the nature of the game and we're going to focus what we can control follow-up question is it something you've experienced in boston yeah. before exactly i'm not, I I'm not the only before I'm not the only one that can attest to this. And then he kind of laughed about it. It is what it is. So um, Kyrie put that out there as a preemptive um, thing about his experience coming to Boston here, um, which, oh, Jimmy's waving as Jimmy disappeared. Um, hey, to me, it sounds more like, I don't know, it sounds more like 
we, I, I've heard the stories. You've all heard the stories. Like, yeah, exactly. It like, let's, let's, right. right. Let, whether it happened to me or not, like, let's keep it, which is okay. Let's, let's keep it real. Right. Let's keep it real. Okay. That's yeah, what I mean. Okay. He put it out there ahead of time. That's, right. that's what I mean by preemptive. Yeah, was, like, remember that thing that happened with, uh, with, uh, DeMarcus Cousins? He was on the Celtics when that happened, you know? Yep. So I think, I think that's what he meant. I don't think he meant it as like, I've been through this personally. But. I I don't know. He said he's been there as an opponent before, so it might be that he's gone through it personally as well, or he's heard stories, or he's been part of it, or his teammates have gone through it, or he's yeah. heard other some, he's oh, heard he's other players talking, or he's heard it here, um, and as a Celtic, thrown at other people. Uh, mm -hmm. What's what's interesting, you know, and it, uh, you mentioned it before, like the. The, the the Red Sox center field problem, you know, like, and there was issues there and like people were hearing in the outfield. Mookie knew it was going on too. And Mookie was also patrolling center field. It, mm -hmm. it just wasn't being necessarily directed at him, but he was also right. aware of it. Um, Adam so, Jones. Yeah. yeah, the Adam Jones thing, but beyond, you know, and wasn't the only person. So it, whether Kyrie was aware of stuff like that being here or not here. He's obviously putting it out there right now. So that's going to be a big storyline heading into the game because yeah. you yeah, know, he wants, the, that, he wants that to be the narrative now. How did, how did that, that, that come? Be the story. So like, you know, that that's what he wants to push going into this game. Then Okay. Yeah. But I mean, look, it's, it is what it is, but now it does change the dynamic. So there's going to be, you know, 99.9% .9 of fans like keeping it basketball and, you know, getting into them for what, you know, leaving the team and saying you want to stay here and you didn't. But there's going to be one idiot or, or, or two, like there is in every arena, in every state, in every city. And, you know, that's what they're going to, you know. Yeah, but it's not even that. I'm sure I'm sure he's alluding to the undertones of the Sage criticism and all that stuff, too, that we talked about. Like, you know, just all oh, crazy Kyrie being crazy Kyrie. Because honestly, if we look at Kyrie as a person since he's left, left the Celtics, beyond like the brilliance that he's displayed on the court, in Brooklyn to this point, like we've seen him shift his focus toward like real stuff and trying to impact and whether it's been straightforward or whether his words match his action, he's done a lot of great things at this point to where you like, you really can't go at him as a person. You might be mad that he left Boston. You might be mad that he did the Celtics the way he did, but sometimes the oh, criticism, yeah, oh. sometimes the criticism goes beyond that to, Oh, crazy Kyrie. Like, you know, yeah. they, they take it further to who he is as a person. And but, some of that, he brought on himself with the flat earth stuff, but that was a long time ago at this point. He brings a lot of stuff on himself, but I mean, it's separate from what he's talking about here. Um, you know, calling Kyrie a flat earth or another sort of things like that. You know, he brings a lot of criticism on himself because he's, he, he's dramatic and he's it came kinda, to, he's kind of weird and he and he and he and he says stuff that's polarizing and uh you know and, and, right. and it rub, mean, it, rubs people it, the wrong way but i think the, the biggest criticism was at least for me was the way that the team sort of went when he was leading the way i mean if remember it felt like Kyrie versus 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 like the young kids like it was like he was he something to the media and then like some like Jalen brown would say something and it was almost like what are, what, are, what are we even talking about like what are all these you know what does this mean you know it felt like Kyrie wasn't really getting along or wasn't you know check kind of it looked like felt like he checked out a little bit so i mean i think that's what a lot of yeah were. him quitting on the celtics is one thing him saying the earth is flat and thinking that it's because he's thinking of it more deeply than other people whatever you can right. criticize whatever i don't give a shit like, I, I i honestly i find that i find that stuff boring on the, that that stuff with Kyrie. I, I find those conversations boring um so right. I, I it's it, it's fine 
It, it is what it really it was. Right. It was him. It was him talking in circles when he was here, trying to say, I don't want it to be about me, but constantly making it about himself. That was his issue right. here was I just want to be about basketball. I don't want it to be about me, but here I am going to throw my teammates under the bus and make it about me. And then it just forced another cycle and forced another cycle. And it just kind of kept going with him with, with that stuff. So um, the, anyway, you know, you know, let's, I just want to tell people before we, before we move on. Um, like just wait. the obvious. It's like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. We're like, thanks. Okay, right. And I get to uh, bring yeah. it to what we're talking <laughs> about here. Okay. Yeah. Whether okay. you think it's self-serving or not, it is a real issue and a real thing that's gone on in Boston. So you can't deny that. Um, so exactly like whether you, whatever you, whatever you think his motive is behind it, he's still pointing, you know, light towards something that's going on in a real issue here. So like, ultimately I think something good comes of that at the end of the day, because like John said, this stuff has happened. No it's happened. In the garden. There's precedent. It's happened. It's happened at the, it's happened Seriously. at the garden. It's happened. Yeah. It's, it's happened. Yeah. It's happened. It happens, and so he's not just saying it. It's 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 happened. Um, right. So let's let's move on real quick, uh, just to let people know. Again, we're heading to locker room, so come on over. Josue and I are gonna go hang out, um, and uh, and we're going to uh, chat basketball, whatever you guys want to talk about, end of the season stuff, stuff about this game, um, and um, you know we want to hear all of your takes. So, uh, yes, it is open. Sorry. I know guys, we've had it open for a little bit. We apologize if you've been in there waiting for us. Uh, we are going to, uh, uh, we are going to head over there. This is guys, some really ornery. I think some, some Philly people infiltrated in our chat too. That's one of the reasons it got nasty. Oh boy. So just <laughs> way in our head. Oh boy. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Everyone's watching. Oh, just, I can't wait for this locker room. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wild. see. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we're heading out. Joe Sway, take off. We'll uh, we'll see you guys in a bit. Jimmy and uh, Bobby yes, follow sir. us in there. All right. All right. Jimmy, Jimmy and I are gonna try our best to preview Game Three of the series. <laughs> is there any hope left? Is there anything they can do? Jimmy, I worked. I worked so hard the last couple of days to find something. You saw me up on the roof there talking. You read me in Celtics blog, like just looking for that adjustment. And I found a couple things. I saw a couple bits of hope. And it, like before they could even try it, this game felt like it was over before they could even put in Peyton Pritchard or Grant Williams or some of the things that I mentioned. Like that first rotation Brooklyn throw at them was just so devastating that they were down – what were they down? Forty to twenty-eight at that point, or something like that. It was. It was right up there. After that, like it was an eighteen-zero run that they went on. Like and, and, you know, they 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 brought Rob in in the you know midst of it. But at that point, like it was a good fifteen, sixteen-point lead. You know, with a few minutes left in the in the uh, first quarter, and yeah, I mean, you didn't even, almost didn't feel like you even had a chance for adjustments. But when Harris is going off, and he's the guy that's you know lighten it up it's it's tough because you're not you're 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 no you're kind of knowing that if that's the case you're screwed because he's a very talented player and that's why he got paid and all that stuff but you're banking on you know the big three on that team to be doing the bulk of the scoring that's what happened in game one they you know scored i think like 95 percent of their points or whatever it was yeah so. they were taking most of their shots too 
And I was almost looking at them after that game saying like, all right, are these three guys going to be so focused on figuring it out that they don't even try to integrate other guys? And I think Jeff Green got asked that yesterday. Like, are you guys worried about the fact that you're not really getting the ball right now? And he just kind of laughed it off and was like, no. And then you saw when the Celtics were rotating off Harris in those early minutes to throw some doubles and other things, he was just getting wide open look after wide open look. And I... I, I don't want to act like an expert on that. Like maybe that was the right point of attack for the Celtics to kind of send another guy at the rant and rotation there. If he was going to try to drive into the lane and maybe would have got Harris open out of that anyway, but it felt crazy to me that they were rotating off the best shooter in the NBA to bring some help on Harden, Durant yeah. and others. I he mean, he was wide the- open. <laughs> But some of that was transition too. It was like, yes. it was like telling, you know, these guys are getting back and whether it's Thompson, like, because he's trailing, cause he was just, you know, going up for it under the hoop or whether it was smart. It felt like I, I saw on one occasion where he was kind of late getting back on defense. And that's how the Nets got out to that lead is, you know, Celtics misses out in transition, whipping the ball around. And when you have a shooter like that in Harris, like that's it. I mean, the Celtics just don't, I mean, at, at some point it comes down to a numbers game in terms of, you know, they just have that many, you know, those options are available to them. Whereas like on the Celtics after Tatum and Kemba, there's not a lot of players who can just kind of go off that quickly. Yeah. Smart can get really hot, but more often than not, he's, you know, missing, you know, shots like that. And we've seen Fournier rarely, you know, he, he can be that guy that can, you know, get hot from outside, but you know, the Nets can just keep coming with, with talent at the end of the day. And that's why it's, it's, it's not a surprise that they're up 2-0. I think most people probably thought that I, – I, I would imagine the vast majority of people thought that they would go up 2-0 in this series. But for me, it was just kind of the way the Celtics went down not swinging. You know, in that first quarter there, it was already over. There wasn't really a point where you were like, okay, I can kind of see this turning around in some way. And when you lose that sort of hope, it's just kind of – you know, like I said, you're kind of watching the game just kind of numb. You're like, you're not even really upset because you, you've seen this so many times this season. And yeah, I mean, to, to answer your question, game three, I think it'll be, I think it'll be more fun. I think there'll be a lot of energy. Um, I think the fans will be loud. They might be loud against Brooklyn to start and they might be loud against the Celtics, you know, by the end of it. <laughs> That's where this could get really ugly because we've seen a couple moments this year, San Antonio, Miami, where they have unloaded on the Celtics going into halftime. And if you think if this same game played out the way it did tonight in Boston with the full house, the 13,000 or whatever it's going to be, that would be probably unlike anything we've seen covering the Celtics in terms of just the vitriol against this team. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of built-up angst Some people hold it back to 2018, the game seven that they lost. Some people hold it back to 2019. It feels like people are mad about at this team about a lot of different things last year. Still, when it comes to this series and what John was saying at the beginning of the show, like, what does this say about Tatum? What does this say about the Celtics here? They are just so overmatched. What did everyone say coming into this series? Sweep. I think if you asked all four of us coming into this, it was Nets and four. So to suddenly see that playing out in front of us, like what we expected to see here, I I don't think it's shocking, but I no one should be surprised. Like you, you do want to see them fight a little bit, but well, that was what we said. Like ultimately, if if the Nets get rolling like this in a game, that wasn't that stunning to me. No, definitely not. I mean, because it's. It comes down to talent. The NBA, 
more than any other sport to me, always comes down to the players that are playing the game, the talent that the talent that's out there. Offense beats defense all the time, in my opinion. The, uh, in, in basketball, I think most, the only way the only way you could have prevented tonight was by trading for Harden. And that's and that's the one thing I think that we said before the trade was made. Whereas you're almost making the trade to play some defense. Yes. <laughs> uh, not not defense on the court necessarily, but defense, you know, preventing the Nets from getting him. Now, who knows how that would have played out? Uh, I don't know what the Celtics, how close they were, if, if they, you know. We, we've talked it. a lot about the Miles Turner. We've talked a lot about the Miles Turner thing this year, and rightfully so. I feel like we haven't talked enough about that what if of Harden because, you know, Goodman and others have started throwing around Brown trades, and we'll discuss in the offseason what they could get for certain guys at this point when you look at what's going to be available going forward and you think about what's been available for the Celtic stars it would have been hard to be I don't know what else they would have had to throw in there maybe multiple picks maybe that's where they got a little scared and hung up about that but Brown for Harden on the surface now that you look back on it and what it would have meant for Boston and what it would have meant for Brooklyn still kind of hanging in the middle of that east there if the Celtics transform their roster by getting Turner and even not getting Turner but flipping Brown for Harden I think a lot of people can imagine a much different team this year because that passer that we talk about that's who Harden is he's one of the best passers in the NBA he would have been able to get Tatum the ball he would have probably been able to help out some of these young guys and it stinks because I love Jalen I love where Jalen's going but Jalen isn't necessarily the solution to the problems that they have right now no, and it, it's, a, it's a great point because you, you talk about, you know, what are the Celtics missing? We talked about earlier in the show, a play, you know, a playmaker, right? Yeah. Um, Harden kind of came in there and un- unlocked, you know, Kyrie's able to do way more off the ball. Um, we already know what, you know, Durant's capable of. And, and Harden's, before he went down with an injury, he was putting putting up MVP argument to to some extent on uh, the way they were playing with him, sort of manning the, the position there, being a bit of a quarterback out there. So... Certainly, and I, you know, I think so many people who maybe don't watch Harden as much, you know, outside of the highlights, they think that, you know, he holds on to the ball forever, takes a three-year drive to the hoop, gets foul, goes online. They don't really maybe understand how good of a playmaker that he, he really was until maybe they saw more of him, you know, on this Brooklyn team. That's the thing, because we were all on the show saying, no way, and it's so crazy to think about now. Right. But when you remember what was going on then, it was – what he was in Houston added on with the fat suit added on with (laughs) how he was acting around the team and just how angry his team. Do you remember how mad John Wall and DeMarcus cousins and those guys were at, were at him and imagining bringing that into the Celtics situation with like how good Brown and Tatum were looking. I remember Brown was like the number one scoring guy in the NBA to start this year it was just such a different time that you almost wouldn't have even imagined doing that at that time. But you kind of had to take the blinders off to what was going on then and look at what you had. And I, I almost wonder if the Kyrie trade and how that went dissuaded Ainge from doing a similar trade for Harden because it was almost the same kind of situation. A disgruntled guy who definitely wanted to come to Boston, but it wasn't his first choice and you're giving up a lot for him and he could leave in a couple of years. And then at that point you siphon one more asset and a very great player for what could ultimately just become a wash of two years. So I get why they didn't do it. Now looking back on how it went, all things being equal, it could have saved the team this year. 
Uh, I think I think it would have been completely different situations for sure on the Celtics and on the Nets. You know, that's one less you know stud player that they have. I think you know Danny had a lot more to think about when it comes to trading. You know, uh, Brown in this case because I I think that he you know when 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 it comes down to you know Kyrie Irving for Isaiah Thomas, yeah, looking back, wow, you know that kind of maybe backfired a little bit. But Isaiah Thomas was hurt. You know, we know how his career is kind of been since that trade and I know everyone all Celtics fans love Isaiah Thomas but I think that was kind of a no-brainer on on his on his end whereas this was like you're really partying with a player in Jalen Brown that you know could be uh you know all-star for years to come could be you know a centerpiece of this team so there was there was more to think about but I think there's a lot more put it this way I think there's a lot more people today who would make that trade than there were when it was you know being floated around a hundred percent, and even with how much people love Brown, and I know we have a lot of Brown. Had a good season too. Brown had a great season, you know. So. Yeah, but like, we all know that even if Harden, Brown was hard. I mean, Jason Tatum said it himself. Hard is a top five, top five player in the NBA. He just said it, you know, on a podcast this week. So that that should tell you right there what you know what he thinks about playing with a guy like Harden. Harden was an MVP candidate when he was rolling midway through this year. Even on the team he was on, like with all the talent around him, he was going to get a serious look at that before he got hurt. And he's going to continue to thrive in that environment going forward. And your your point was so right, Jimmy. Uh, This is true for Philly, too. If Philly ends up getting mowed over by Brooklyn in these finals or whenever they'll meet, that defense factor, keeping him away from Brooklyn, not mm-hmm. allowing them to do that. And the fact that Brooklyn got him for so little, you know, yeah. a couple role players, good role players, guys that they miss, seven yeah, I mean, picks well, that they don't well, give a damn about, but right. they have this great core and still a ton of great role players around them. Why didn't Houston ask for Joe Harris? It's a great player. I don't know. Maybe they didn't think Harris was a guy that they could build around. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if Houston is the team that we should be uh, trying to build, you know, follow their lead when it comes to building a team. I think they're, they're uh, going to be in the dumps for a while over there. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that trade certainly would have completely, you know, if it goes to Boston or, or I know Philly was a, a real popular landing spot, it changes, it just changes everything in the East and it makes Brooklyn, it, it makes Brooklyn more human. Right. I mean, cause right now we're talking about, you know, as long as Brooklyn stays healthy, like it's hard to envision a team beating them, especially out in the East anyways. So, you know, you take that away immediately, and and the the playing field is is much more level. So, and I mean, Harden in Boston, I mean, you can't tell me that that wouldn't be a, an electric factory. Fans wouldn't be able to get behind. Him. Fans would have fallen in love. Game and, number one when he scored fifty points. <laughs> Harden and, and it Tino wouldn't have taken the, long. Yeah, going back and forth like that. I mean, that would be. And that, that's where you look at Ainge again. Ainge has to be the guy to look beyond the fans and the idiots like me and the people who are hyping up Brown to that level and say, this is James Harden we're talking about here. Let's right. get this done. And it's almost amazing that he didn't do it. And that, that says to me that the price was even higher than Brown. It had to be like Brown and three first and Rob or something like that. Just an astronomical asking price, I'd imagine. Because again, why didn't why didn't Houston do... Harden for Simmons. I think it's because Brooklyn was willing to do seven first, and they were just obsessed with getting those picks, even though who knows what picks could end up becoming. 
that's the risk. And you, you know, you, you have a choice where, you know, if, if you really think one of those seven picks or whatever they are, are going to be better than a Jalen Brown someday. And, and that you're, maybe you're not ready to have, maybe you don't think that a Jalen Brown is going to be enough to really do a whole lot for you. And, you know, he might be a, a guy that walks in a few years. And, you know, if you don't trade him before he walks, then you kind of, you know, you're, you're, the centerpiece of your trade, you know, you, you know, says, see you later. So I don't know how much that played into it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if Danny Ainge had a legitimate chance at Harden and, you know, said thanks, but no thanks, or didn't think that he was winning the deal and, and for some reason, then... Remember, Harden, no, Boston, Boston was... Boston was on Harden's list. That we know for certain. And who knows if that means he would have stayed beyond the two years, but he would have been fine going there at this moment. And you uh, know so... what? The, the two years in Boston, those are two years where you are a... NBA Finals contender, so you you, yep. you know you take the you take that right. Anytime you can put yourself in an NBA Finals contention, you do it. I mean, I think I don't know if anyone who follows the Celtics thinks that you know they're a Finals contender next season based on you know a roster that looks very similar to this one. And and part of the reason is because Brooklyn will have you know their guys coming back, and you know Philly's playing a lot better than they than they were playing last season, so. Again, now you're trying to find another avenue to put yourself. And now you got the Knicks, the Knicks on the rise, and then you got the the Hawks. You know, I mean, you've got a lot of teams that are getting better. My Pacers, who knows? No, I mean, even without the Pacers, you can legitimately have, in terms of trajectory, three, six teams moving ahead of Boston at that spot, and maybe be better too. Who knows? And even if Brown and Tatum keep growing. Those other teams are going to keep growing too. Trey Young and Julius Randle and that group there. And they're going to probably get another guy at some point here. And who knows how the drafts go in coming years. I mean, this, like, it's it's tough to say at this point, but this really could be, like, we could have seen Boston's best chance to win a championship come and go within the last two or three years. And there might not be that opportunity again in this Brown and Tatum stint here, which is, like, the darkest, scariest path that you could go down here in terms of what the next two three years are going to look like but uh but no it's a it's possible you have to at least acknowledge that it's possible right oh yeah i mean sure it's it's certainly possible i i think they absolutely need um you know more talent and you know we'll we'll see we'll 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 have many many off-season shows but i think uh i think john wants us to wrap it up here yeah we are going to wrap it up and head over to locker room so bring your heart intakes respond to what i just said if you would like and uh you know give us some adjustments please because i'm all out i'm not gonna there's no gonna be no rooftop video tomorrow of me with another (laughs) another solution in this series (laughs) i think it is over uh so just a couple more games. We're back on Friday for game three, and then Sunday is game four, and that might be it for this season if this keeps going like it is. So I'm going to give John the wave right now. I don't know if he sees us here, but we are out to locker yeah. room, and we will see you on Friday night. See you guys.